Angela Yee and Charlemagne the God. After the Breakfast Club, bitches. <laughs> the voice of the culture. People watch the Breakfast Club for like news and really be tuned in. It's one of my favorite shows to do just because y'all always keep it 100, y'all keep it real. They might not watch the news, but they're on Twitter, they're on Facebook, they're, you know, they're listening to the Breakfast, the Breakfast Club. Get your ass up. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass up. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Good morning. Oh, my, my goodness. My comedy buddy, Angela. Oh, man. What's up, Snack Man? How our, are you? Our local comedian. How you doing? All right. All right. I got to try. Let me, let me try. Let me run two. Let me run two by you. Okay. And let me know what you said. All right. Two jokes. <sighs> and begin. Okay. At my job, I had to spend 25 minutes getting to work with Elroy, the in-store robot. Okay, but I think there should be a 25-minute video on how to work with Snack Man. Shut up. Thank you. Why wow, he had two jokes, Envy? I didn't hear either here. one. Oh, oh he's still so here. How did he do that? Okay, come yeah, on, Snack Man. Envy's oh, gonna love this one. I already know. Yeah, I decided to steal my new car. And that's not the best part. My new car has a backup camera. So on my last date, while we were in the park, I decided to put the car in reverse, get out, and do my stand-up routine behind it. Thank you. All right, MV. Uh. That one was for you. Thank you, Snack Man. Send the Snack Man healing energy. <laughs> sending, sending, his healing energy? Co- sending his comedy uh. career healing energy. <laughs> He's trash, like for real, like bad, bad. Send them healing energy, Envy. T.I. Hello, who's this? Oh, my name is Jada. Good morning. Hey, hey Jada. good morning. Oh, my God, I'm going to cry. Hi, guys. I've been doing this for like forever trying to keep it. Okay, okay. You made it. Jada, how old are you? 33. Oh, okay. Well, get Envy it always does this. <laughs> I know, right? It's not like I'm like 14. I know, I know. I just love y'all. Uh, I just want to get off my chest. Like, I'm kind of frustrated. They got my babies going back to school. They're sick and pain. Like, they can't get back to school. Yeah, it's, I mean, I don't, it's I, a scary one. My kids, my kids went back. I mean, the kids are all wearing masks now and they're comfortable with the mask, which is which is pretty good. And my kids, when they leave the house, they got their mask on. They're so nervous. But yeah. it's yeah. one of the things you just gotta pray. Tell them to wear their mask yeah. and wash their hands every chance they get. You ain't lying. Oh my god. Um, I'm, I'm not a, I love y'all. I love, right, you, love you more. Love you back. Hello, who's this? This is Jason. Good morning, guys. How is everyone? Jason, good morning. Peace, King. Chest, bro. Oh, man. Well, I just got a house built. Me and my fiance of 10 years. Uh, we closed on the house um, early this year, only for her to cheat on me a month later. Ooh, I'm sorry. Damn. Yeah. Um, we got two kids, two dogs. Um, now the question is, what do I do next? Oh, man. And the house is in both of your names. Correct, yes. Yeah. And you, there's no working it out? I mean, there is, because I, I truly do love her, but it, it just seems like there's that tension now, and, and everything just leads to an argument, and it's not, not the same. Damn, sorry for you, bro. Yeah, you got to just take your time with that one until you see what's going to happen. But it is harder now that you guys have a house. Did y'all have a, like a prenup or anything? They're not no, married. we're not married. Oh, you're not married. Yeah. yeah is yeah, she apologetic? Is she trying to work it out or is she just like effort? She is. Um, 
But, I mean, I don't know if it's me and my insecurities to where, you know, it seems like there's red flags here and yep. there. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's hard. Because it happened year one. Um, and we got through it. We got past it. And then now we're going on year 10. And... It happened again. Oh, it sounds like Jesus she's a Christ. habitual cheater. I'm Is sorry, there a brother. way that you can buy her out of her part that she put down for the house? I've thought about it, but I mean, it's, it's the kids. I mean, we got two kids, and it's, it's, I would essentially lose everything in the house. The kids, I work a lot. She, did, she takes the kids. Damn. Mm. Hey. All right. Well, I'm sorry, bro. Yeah, just gotta keep on keeping on, though, right? Yeah, That's all. You ain't got yeah, no choice, brother. The, the world keeps moving. And it's okay to all feel right. however you feel. I know it's not an easy thing to deal with. All right. All right, brother. Damn. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is uh, Chandler from Columbus, Ohio. Good morning. Chandler, what's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Well, uh, I'm, I'm calling a slander, y'all, because a lot of y'all slanders is white. Angela E, you gotta quit being cheap and just pay for your meter. Every time y'all get good, and talk about some stuff, <laughs> your phone go off because you don't pay for your meter. Just pay for your meter. Well, I am paying for my for meter. That's why for the, the that's why the phone goes off because it has certain times that you got to pay for it. So as soon as it starts, it's either 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock. My phone goes off to remind me so I don't forget. There's parking lots all around this place. You can park at a parking lot. It's actually really far and it's too early in the morning. There used to be a parking lot right across the street and it closed. So now the other ones are far. It's kind of dark in the morning to walk here. So I don't want to uh, park like three blocks away and then walk here in the dark. I understand, I understand. And uh, Charlemagne, man, you gotta quit. You gotta quit saying the N word so much, and you gotta come to work on time. You was doing good for a while, but you gotta come to work on time. <laughs> I feel you, brother. I'm trying. I'm just doing and my man, best, uh, King. But get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Get it off your chest. Your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on the Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's going on? My name is James. James, what up? Get it off your chest. Uh, I just found out my daughter isn't mine biologically, and uh, I'm going through a lot of emotions right now. Damn, how I old had, is she? I had a homeboy that happened to back in the day, man. How old is she? Yeah, uh, she'll be ten in a couple of weeks. Damn. Well, I'm gonna tell you something. There's no uh, getting out of her life now. I know that sounds crazy, but it's true. Like I had a homeboy that happened to, but once you have that emotional, spiritual connection Next with a up. child, like you know, you're not, you're not, you can't turn that off. Yeah, most definitely not. That's always my baby girl. What yeah. made What always. made you get tested? Well, I didn't have the resources before because I I was on child support, going back and forth with uh, my daughter's mom. But I got a new job, so I was able to wrap up the money and actually do the test. Mm. Well, I'm sending you Healing Energy mm. King and just remember that's not that child's fault, man. And, you know, you got to look at it on, from, on a different angle. You know, you, you're the person that God put in her life to raise her and be her father figure. You know what I mean? I didn't even think about it like that. But you don't got to pay child support no more. You can just raise and pay what you want to pay, correct? I don't know. Nah. You, I think... uh, according to New York State, I got to. Yeah, I think you still have to pay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but I, I think, uh, honestly, man, 10 years old, you've been with that young lady 10 years, you probably want to, you know? He might not yeah. want to pay the mother, though. He might just want to, you know, take care of his daughter. Exactly. It's a weird law, though, that That's even foul. though That's you find out a law. child's not yours, you've been raising her as if she is yours, and then you still have to continue <laughs> yeah, to pay child support? Yeah. Where's her biological father, King? No clue. See, that's the, that's my point. That's why I say, you know, God put you in that young lady's life for a reason, man. So 
Yeah, know? I agree. But hold he shouldn't hold have to pay that position support. down. He shouldn't have to pay child support, though. Yeah, I shouldn't. No, not at all. I'm looking into lawyers now so I can try and take care of this situation. I'll always be there for her, but I don't want to support her mother anymore. A absolutely. I agree with you, too, brother. I get it. All right, man. Have a good one, man. God bless you, brother. All right. Damn. Hello, who's this? Hey, hello. I just want to say peace and blessings. Good morning, everybody. What's Sean up? Stone, what's, what's happening, what's up, brother? What's up, uh, Charlamagne God? What's up, Angela Yee? What's hey, up, Sean. DJ Envy? Yes, sir. Red, you don't never speak, but what's up? Red? <laughs> Red say I don't never speak. He's what's still up? not speaking. <laughs> hey, I just want to shout out my boy real quick. He just came out with a new project. His name is Haitian Steve underscore. He's Haitian, obviously. But no uh, y'all could go follow him on uh, by H A I T I A N Steve S T E V E underscore. And uh, but I want to tell y'all the story. So oh, last boy. night uh -oh. I'm coming off the train in Woodbridge, and I come off the train and I see a black dude on the platform. So I say, "What's up?" I give him the head nod. Like when black people see each other, we give each other the head nod. Right. He so but he gave me the head nod and starts smiling at me. Crazy. What's wrong with so that? No, but it was a crazy smile. It was like, like a hey, like I want to holler at you smile. Listen, Sean Stone don't get down that way, man. Are you Sean Stone? Why can't you just take it as a compliment? So why are you referring to yourself as Sean Stone and not I? <laughs> Listen, but the, the, the matter of fact is, I went down the mm. stairs. When I looked behind me, this dude is following me. So I said, hey, why are you following me, man? So he was like, no, and then ran back upstairs and hopped on the train. Crazy. All right, I mean, you shouldn't be winking at brothers on the train, on the platform, bro. Hey, I didn't wink. I said, what's up? A head nod. Head nod. That's not a wink, bro. Okay. Well, you should like, just be, fla just be flattered. Yeah, just be flattered. He thought he was cute. All right, <laughs> Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, sir. Young Blue. Yo, what it do? Hey, Blue, I don't know why I thought you was heavy set, man. What? <laughs> I did. Man, chill, I did. I saw pictures of you and videos back in the day. I don't know why I thought you was heavy set. You leaned no. out or something, or you just never no. that big? No, I wasn't never big. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. okay. Was big. <laughs> <laughs> well, good to meet you, yeah, sir. Nah, for sure, for yeah, sure. Yeah, and congratulations, sure. man. Yeah. You've been doing so many great things. Yeah. So yeah. the pandemic's been good for you though, right? Like financially. I mean, yeah, yeah. Like it's it been it's been great for me. I ain't, I ain't I can't complain really. I was talking about this the other day. Sometimes people be feeling bad that like things went well for them. Yeah, yeah. I can't really, you know, I can't really cel celebrate something bad, but you know, you know, it's a blessing. It's a blessing for sure to keep getting money through mm -hmm. everything going on. But you suffer from like survivors, survivors remorse. remorse. <laughs> Kinda, I mean, not 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 really. It's just that you know, I just know what all went on. You know, yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, throughout yeah. throughout that time, it's just like it, it was really about like my financial gain for real. Like mm -hmm. that. So, you know. There was too many people hurting, too many yeah, people yeah, grieving. Yeah, 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 yeah I, I get sure. it. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Now, for people who don't know, let's 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 break down how Young Blue got into the industry. A lot of people mm -hmm. heard you the first time when you yeah. when, when you record with Drake. Yeah. So how did you get in the industry? How did you hook up with Boosie and and explain that whole story? Uh, I got in the industry like. You know what I'm saying? Just dropping mixtapes. Like I was underground for a long time. Uh I had this uh investments, investments mixtape. I was just dropping, mm -hmm. doing shows like just throughout the South. Like, you know, everybody from the South really start off like in the Mississippi, North in the Carolinas, you feel me? Mm -hmm. They be the first Where the black people at. Yeah, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like chilly circuit. And um around the time I dropped the volume three, I had met Boosie. He had flew me out to his house and uh 
I really just took from that for real. So just, he heard one yeah. of your mixtapes. It was like, yeah. this young man is now, nice. Let me fly him out. Nah, really his, uh, like I, I had hit up his brother. Um, and I knew Booster wasn't going to see the DM. So I had hit up his brother. Smart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just sent him a song. And he was like, man, got me on the phone with Booster. And uh, so it's basically like his brother put it together, really. And yeah. you signed to Boosie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sign the boosie. I yeah. didn't know that. I found that out about a month yeah. ago. Yeah, we do. We we business partners. We mm-hmm. do business together. Yeah. You, you gave him some money or something, right? Then you give him like a big stack. Yeah, or yeah I, gave, I gave him some money. For, yeah. I, gave, I gave him plenty. That's just the first time I did it on camera, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why'd you do that? Like, I mean, I mean, just out of appreciation, uh, but uh, really, because that was the first time I had gave him that much at one mm-hmm. time. So uh, I don't know. I just because he already eating off you anyway. Huh? He already yeah. eating off you anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure, for sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. Now you've been yeah. doing music for a while since yeah. you were young. So what were you doing financially, like to keep yourself afloat until things really popped off? Uh, man, to be honest, bro, like a lot of people don't know, but I've really been rich since like 2016. Like you know what I'm saying? Because I just been doing shows so long. Like I've been popping on the underground scene for so long mm-hmm. that. You know what I'm saying? I've been been had money. Like that's why I'm like kind of way ahead. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I don't even remember. Like I what I, what was I? What, was what do I you call doing? rich like, when you say rich? I had already had made a million dollars off shows like in 2017. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because I was just you know what I'm saying just doing so many shows. I'm so glad people. you said shows though, because most artists be like, I've been had money. I've been nah. rich. I was nah. big time such and such doing. You know, like nah. hey, knock it off. Nah, 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 but nah. you built your own house early on, and, and nah. you know most. Most artists and rappers, you don't see that. You know, yeah. they, they go the jewelry route, the car yeah. route, the, the yeah. private jet route, yeah. and they still I, don't know, I, w- I went through that stage. You went like, through that stage. <laughs> I, I, I went through that stage. Mm-hmm. I feel like everybody going, yeah. you going, once you blow up, everything you saw when you was coming up, you going to try to go get that just because it's like, I ain't never had this. I always wanted this. I'm going to go. You going to go through that little stage where mm-hmm. it's just like, yeah, I'm going to go get all this stuff that I always wish I had. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But if you smart, once you once you do it, you know what I'm saying, you'll know when to stop. Some people don't know when to stop. They just gonna keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. And then, you know what I'm saying? You gotta have investments too. Yeah, yeah. Nah, you opened sure. a restaurant also, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so you did that like yeah. a couple years ago. Yep. And then I had opened it for like three months and then COVID hit right. and just messed messed it up for real. And and it ain't really I really just did it to have something in my city because it ain't really a lot of profit in it. It's like probably like less than ten percent profit in it. And, the restaurant and it's like yeah. it be stealing, man. Like it be it's, it's a lot of stuff. You so man. right. When you open a restaurant, you really gotta keep your eyes on yeah. everything and you have to have an amazing manager because it is too easy for people to steal yeah, at a restaurant. It's so is it back open or no uh I had I had like hired like all my family, all my friends, oh, bro. Oh, it was just, yeah, no it was just, I was just trying to put everybody <laughs> on, but we weren't making no money. I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it wasn't even, you know, I tried to, you know what I'm saying, I had did the little PPP thing, and bro, I had got like 100000 back to put everybody to work. Man, oh, a month later, I was like, I should have kept that. Did you pay <laughs> back? Did you pay that. back your PPP loan, or you didn't have to? Because you you got to use it for your employees. You use it for his employees. You got to pay. Yeah. Be quiet. Yeah, come <laughs> on, here. I don't want to see. I don't want to see that mugshot, Blue. Oh, like, damn, Blue got got violated. Nah, I, ain't pay, I ain't paying back yet, but I ain't have to though. It was, yeah. like, it was whatever. It was like you ain't have to if, if you pay, if it went to your business with your employees. Yeah, yeah. My so my. Actually went to my employees like my I, really, I really play them because like I said. <laughs> but what's that? It was your mother's. <laughs> it was your mother's best friend though, who right. you named yeah. the restaurant after. So uh-huh. explain that relationship. Like I'm real close with my friend, mom. Like ever since we was like real little, I used to get put out the house like being bad in the streets and stuff. I used to go to their house. You know what I'm saying? They used to welcome me with open arms. So they just like they mom just like my my people. Like we just all like family. So you know she always used to cook. She used to feed us when we were hungry. Like you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? 
So I just felt like he was on the right mind. Like my mama don't cook. She don't. She don't really cook like that. So, mm-hmm. uh, it was just. It Why was would she natural. put you out the house? What were you doing? I was just like when I was like young. I was just like bad. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just bad. Just in the, in the streets, real real bad. So I just do crazy stuff. Like you know, just norm normal little crazy stuff. All right, we have more with the artist Young Blue. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Everybody, it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Young Blue. Yee. Your girl want to go on a girl's trip with her friends. Yeah. Okay, are you the type of person to be like, all right, I got you. Like, you and your girls yeah. go somewhere. Yeah. I think that's But nice. she go on a girl's trip once every six months or something. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. My life is a ball trip. I got Miami every week. I got LA. You know what I'm saying? I got, you know what I'm saying? And everywhere I, everywhere I go, going to release parties, mm-hmm. I'm going to... Everywhere I'm going, it's just fine women around. You know what I'm saying? So you'll be fine. Black yeah. men don't cheat. Yeah, we. And how long have y'all? How long have y'all been together? Huh? How long? We've been together. We've been together six years. We got two you know kids, right? Two kids together. Huh? We, we got. got yeah, we got two kids. Though. Does it feel good to have somebody that you know been down with you since before all this though? Yeah, yeah. No, it, def- no, it definitely feel good. Like I, I cherish that. Like I, I really cherish like you know what I'm saying the relationship because a lot of a lot of the other stuff just fake. You know what I'm saying? It really just. It's fake. Like these people don't really care about you. Like you, you go get locked up right now. Like your girl gonna be the first one now. Which mm-hmm. which kids? You know what I'm saying? Finna mm-hmm. bail you out. You know what I'm saying? A lot of these other girls, they ain't even. They just. But like I said, it's just it's just be temptation. Like right. dudes, like I really don't feel like I really go all the way back to the Bible, bro. Like you know what I'm saying? These dudes used to have about eight nine. I feel like it's human instinct, man instinct to just be. Be what blue? I feel like we should get out of this topic. Blue, I don't know. Blue, I thought nah. we left this house already. We still yeah. here? Oh, my God. You're making it worse. <laughs> I really ain't making it worse. Just... <laughs> be what? Blue, blue, be what? No, I'm saying it's just men, like men instinct. Like, it's just men. It's put into men to be, like, I mean, if you like got the men things, yeah, I don't like, got the men things. I don't know what you're talking about. I used to have those instincts way, 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 way back when. Well, he's yeah. a lot younger. Yeah, so, that's true. You know. That's true. Uh, okay. I feel like if you sit here and lie to yourself, then I feel like you making it worse. <laughs> no. Like, me and my girl and I already talked about all this. You know, me, what me and my I wife too. Talk myself into a threesome. <laughs> Y'all do threesomes? No, nah, we don't. We don't. We don't. Uh, so you you was mad at Tori for uh, doing your song a, a while ago. Yeah. Now, why was you mad at Tori for that? <laughs> uh, see, and the man, reason so I said, "Man, so my boy, so my boy." That's the reason, like you know, when we talked about it on the air, they were like, they agreed, and I was like, I don't get it, because I come from the mixtape game where rappers took somebody's song or R&B singers took somebody's song, and that's what they did, and it was on the yeah. mixtape. But yeah. you was mad about it. Why was you mad about it at the time? Uh, I just felt like I had I had saw him like a couple times before that, and he never said nothing to me. So I felt like in my head, I felt like he ain't even know me. So when I heard the song, I'm like, man, you just, you just saw me. At least you could have been like, you know what I'm saying? I messed with the song. Like I felt, I took it as disrespect. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't that he remixed the song or that it was better than, you know what I'm saying? But you just felt I, like he, he ain't even say what's you up You want the credit. That's yeah, all. That's yeah, all. yeah. I just wanted, I just wanted. How did y'all squash it? We were talking crazy to each other through text. <laughs> we was in Miami. He was like, man. I was like, man, pull up. You know what I'm saying? Pull uh, up. You know, it's a fight too, man. Yeah. I know they like to fight. I'm like, pull up. You know what I'm saying? And he like, pull up. I'm like, he was like, he was like where you at? I'm like, I'm sitting on my location. You know what I'm saying? Da, 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 da. So I'm waiting for him to pull up. He like, man, pull up, pull up to my house. I know, bro, we both just in the moment, like, don't want to back down. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
And Eagle. So I pull up. Mm-hmm. We dap it up. His homeboy with him, my homeboy with me. We just go straight to making music. He just like, man, I, I feel you. He ain't even like, he ain't really even like trying to be like, you was tripping for real. He like, man, I, I feel you, man. He was like, laughing about it for real. All that tough talk and, uh, over text, maybe you read it wrong. You know nah. how it could be like, pull up, or it could be like, pull up. Yeah, nah, 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 nah. We was, def- we was definitely going back and forth. We just started <laughs> started off like that, and then, I guess, I ain't really know what was going to happen for real. I just pulled up because I ain't want him, you know what I'm saying, just think I was, a, you know what I'm saying, no. A sucker. Yeah, right. a sucker. Like, now nah, I got to pull up real. or else he's going to be like, and I told I him to pull up. And I to do a song with him. <laughs> 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 so I'm like, I'm, pull- I'm pulling up. <laughs> it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Hey, what up, y'all? It's DJ Envy Charlemagne. There's so much to see and learn on TikTok. Some woman talking about a particular type of mushroom that she found in the forest, and then she shows how she cooks it. That video was crazy. You can learn. You can be entertained. You can get it on TikTok. Discover it for yourself. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about Saweetie. This conversation came from Saweetie. She posted a video of her eating spaghetti and putting ranch dressing, a lot of ranch dressing, on her spaghetti. Ranch with spaghetti sauce tastes very good, but you just need a dab mm-hmm. of ranch like her boyfriend said, okay? She put way too much ranch dressing on that spaghetti directly. I've never put it on directly. I have a little side salad. Have ranch dressing on the side salad as I'm eating. I'm mixing the spaghetti up with the salad at the same time, and it does taste good. Sounds crazy. But she just put way too much on there. Now, behind the scenes, I don't know if you do this too, Yee. They talk about they take French fries and get a Frosty from Wendy's. Nope. No, no, nope. no, 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 no. You just don't nope. get any French fries. You get the fries from Wendy's, yep. mm-hmm. and you get the big, the, the milkshake, the thick-ass, what's it called? Frosty. What's it called? The Frosty. Yeah. That's what I said. And you dip the, the fries in the Frosty. Oh, my oh, God. That, that sounds disgusting. Of the salt and the sugar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds really sweet, nasty man. to me. Oh, that sounds I, nasty. I, I, like, I, like years, my fri- I, I like my fries yeah. hot, Absolutely. so I can't imagine dipping them in something cold. Well, because my grandma, God bless the dead, my grandma used to love to go to Wendy's. She used to like Wendy's hot fries, and I I don't even know how I even started doing that, but I'm telling you, you dipped them fries into that that Frosty, oh Mm -hmm. my God. I don't even like cold ketchup on my fries. My ketchup got to be room temperature. And I'm from from Monk's Corner, South Carolina, so I like ketchup on my grits. You ever Mm -hmm. did that? Yuck. No. Ugh. Hot sauce I'm going to tell you one thing. One thing I was really into for a minute, I was making these sandwiches every morning. Well, not every morning, but every day. It was a... um, Spicy mustard, cheddar cheese, and green apple sandwiches. That sounds no. disgusting. Yeah, no, it's delicious. Is. I can't believe y'all don't put ketchup on your grits. So y'all ain't never put ketchup on your grits? Mm-mm. Nope. Wow. I'm not a ketchup lover like that. Hello, who's this? Good morning. It's Apple from Columbus, Ohio. How are you? Good what's morning, up? Apple's Apple. A popular, apples are popular this morning. So, so, right. so what's some weird thing you do with your food? First of all, I'm half Italian, and hot sauce, cheese, and ranch belongs on spaghetti, period. There's no questions asked about that. How much ranch, though? Sweetie put a little too much on there. No, that's how I'm going to eat it. Exactly how she did it, but I add cheese and hot sauce. Wow. But the weird thing that I do would be um, on salmon patties, I put ketchup and syrup. On salmon, you put ketchup and syrup? Ketchup, definitely, though. On on Salmon on salmon patties, fried salmon patties. I put ketchup. <laughs> now, never syrup. I've done. I've definitely done ketchup on the salmon patties. Mm-hmm. Not not syrup. That's though. both sounds disgusting. You're, 
No, you're missing life. Try it. I said I was raised. You couldn't say no until you tried to try it. And you right. Say I don't like it. Hey, I'm gonna tell you something too. You take them salmon patties with some grits and put that ketchup on there. Lord have mercy. All right. With grits. All right. I'm gonna try it. Thank you, Mama. Got my goddamn mouth watering. Hello, who's this? It's Raheem from Hempstead. What's up, bro? We're talking about some uh, some weirdo stuff you do with your food. Oh, man, I eat a, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with strawberry jelly, boil an egg, cut the egg up, the boiled egg up, put it on the sandwich, B. So you're eating a peanut butter, jelly, and egg sandwich? Yeah, boiled egg sandwich. Got to be boiled egg, cut it up. Boiled egg. I'm not gonna lie, okay. that might sound. If for, for some reason I feel like that would taste yeah. good scrambled. No, it don't. Yeah, I don't like boiled eggs. I don't know about boiled eggs. Uh, no, it doesn't. Nah, you ever see people put eggs on top of a burger? You ain't got time. Yeah, sometimes it might be better with scrambled. I never thought about that. Yeah, them eggs. Hey, listen, by the way, egg sandwiches be hitting, but you got to toast the bread. Toast the bread with some scrambled eggs? Lightly. 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 Some they people don't like to put the white part on it, but I want the whole thing on there, Paul. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. No, I'm with you. All right. Thank you, brother. I know my cousin used to eat ketchup sandwiches. Like he liked Ugh, ketchup nah. and bread. Like that was his right, thing. Yeah. I hope your cousin. I hope your cousin got out of poverty, man. Nothing to do with poverty. That's what he. That's what he liked. He used to hello sandwiches with ketchup. Hello. hello, what's up, bro? How are you? Good morning. Hey, how y'all doing? This kid J Dad. Hey, Charlemagne, my man. Hey, this this pay ain't pay ain't <laughs> man. Hey, hey, Envy, don't be mad, man. You my guy, man. But I, I just wanted to say spaghetti. And ranch, me and Charlamagne be on the same page every time, man. That's cultural, man. That is good. It is, man. I don't know man. how you, 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 you and uh, Envy know. They say some things that don't be cultural. Like, y'all don't, do y'all eat anything that's like, 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 I like, I eat chitlins, and I grew up down south. So no. Not, I, I do not eat chitlins. chitlins. My mother used to cook you it on New all Year's that Eve culture. and the house no. up. And no. I hated chitlins. <laughs> no way. Am I you have, but, but the ranch ain't Disgusting. bad. I don't know. I don't know. Are you black folks don't eat ranch? Well, they don't like, well, Envy don't even like spaghetti, I and like he spaghetti. don't like ranch. I don't, listen, the only time I've ever tried any other dressing mm-hmm. is when I'm on diet, and they got that uh, balsamic vinaigrette on the diet. Yes, yeah, I like yeah, the balsamic vinaigrette. But I don't do. I like so ranch. Eat no, no spaghetti, Envy. No, 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 no lasagna. No nothing. Nothing with red sauce. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't know uh, how you eat it with Alfredo sauce and did not eat spaghetti. Spaghetti was the so, go-to Envy, you... meal that your mama would make when she didn't feel like cooking. <laughs> no, nope. we ain't spaghetti. Eat spaghetti. Twice a week. He just doesn't like the red sauce. No, I don't, I don't like the red sauce. sauce. So I mean, for me, it was Kraft mac so you don't and like cheese the sauce. that you could just, you just boil. Don't... My mom made that fast. When when, it, when, you, when you talk about a quick meal. My mom made that, and then we had lunch meat. That was the quick meal. Not like spaghetti. <laughs> so just just to clarify, Envy, you do eat spaghetti. You just don't eat the red sauce. Yeah, I don't like the red sauce. So we're out. Okay. Envy, 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 not wrong though, because you in good shape though, Envy. But I know a lot of people don't eat the red sauce because it gives them heartburn too. Nah, I ain't got no heartburn. I just don't like red sauce. To it's day. worth the heartburn. So, but I wanna, let me let me share my combination real quick: grapes, ham, and cheese. Ugh. Grapes, mm. ham, and cheese. That ain't bad because that's like yeah. when you go to them white people places, they have that on a plate. It'd be like the grapes. First of all, ham is disgusting. The cheesy. I don't ham, eat pork. Ham is good. Ham is good. It's the other white meat, right? That's ham. The yeah. other white meat goes that turkey. I don't know. Hey, you are what you eat. <laughs> Thank you, man. Hey, it's always it's always good talking to y'all, man. I appreciate y'all, man. Love, Love King. Brother. Appreciate you. Okay, ham. All right. What's the moral of the story? Man, the moral of the story is just be happy you eat. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. Everybody just be happy you eating. Because if you got, you know, if you can put together all these weird combinations, you're doing okay in life. And I just want to put this out there. Entenmann's. Y'all don't make Danish ring anymore? Like, I, Oh, what? you know what I used to do? I can't when, find Danish ring. When I used to be like like high all the time, really wild. And when I was young, I would go to the Scotchman and I would get a honey bun. And I'd take like a Snickers and put it on top of the honey bun and then put it in the microwave for like 30 seconds. 
and then eat it like a hot dog. Oh my God, that was so good. That's why you ain't got no hair. That probably that whatever that contraption you put together hey, took all your hair it. away, bro. For all of y'all out there that ain't afraid of a little sugar, and and you try it. Get a honey bun, put a Snickers on it, warm it up for like thirty seconds, and eat it like a hot dog when you high, and watch what happens. You turn fat automatically. All right, we got more coming up next. We're the Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest joining us right now. Yes, Jason Wilson. He's the founder and CEO of Union. Okay, Jason has over 14 years of experience, you know, training and developing young black men. You've probably seen his videos on Instagram where he teaches, you know, young black men how to deal with their trauma through martial arts. He's got two great books out, Cry Like a Man and Battle Cry. You've probably heard him on the Joe Rogan podcast. You've seen him on CNN, Dr. Oz. He spoke at my Mental Wealth Expo this past Sunday, and now he's on The Breakfast Club. Mr. Jason Wilson, good morning, brother. Good morning, my brother. How are you? All is well, man. I love New York. Um, love walking early in the morning here, and especially late at night. Give me time to really reflect and release things that I need to let go of. Well, you wrote a couple of books, Cry Like a Man, and now battle cry. Mm-hmm. Why, why is crying such a theme? Hmm. It was imperative for me that I learned how because my life, well, I was self-destructive pretty much, uh, about to lose my marriage and my family. And I didn't know how to not only express them, but to even process what I was feeling. So I was only taught to express it through either fighting or really suppressing it. And as a result, man, I uh, lost it one day, man, and demonstrably yelled at my wife in the kitchen hit a hole in my refrigerator, and I just, I I had to make a change. And when I saw my wife, I saw her go from trusting me and loving me to her whole spirit was torn down in front of me. And at that very moment, I realized I had a problem, and that problem was I wasn't a comprehensive man. I was just a masculine male. Mm. And I needed to, to learn how to express the gamut of emotions that God has given me, you know, more so than just being strong, a protector and provider. I need to express being a nurturer, express being compassionate, loving, long-suffering. You know, uh, when Kobe Bryant died in that helicopter accident with Gianna and nine others, Mm -hmm. we didn't see a lot of pictures of him playing basketball. We saw him operating as a nurturer. And then uh, a hashtag girl dad went viral. Through uh, Over a million, 1.2 million men posted pictures of themselves loving their daughters. And so we've always been nurturers, but we've allowed... Uh, society to define us as men just by one adjective, which is masculinity, but we're more than masculine. Mm. Can we talk about your background a little? Because this is our first time meeting. So I know that you have this youth organization in Detroit, Union, but Mm. I want to talk about you and how you started doing this work. Yes, well, I started, actually was a popular DJ in Detroit and um, actually did a few concerts with Public Enemy. I was in a rap group called Chaos and Maestro. So the Union nonprofit started as a record label. And mm-hmm. so we would use, as a Christian, I would use the music to counter what, at the current time, what we would call like gangster hip hop. And I saw the negative impact it was having on youth. And so we created music to counter it, but we realized quickly that once the music stopped, they still had to deal with the trauma. And so we're like, man, we need to stay in their lives. We need to get in the schools more. So we went after our nonprofit status and in 2000 and Seven, we received our first grant for mentoring through uh, the government, and we haven't looked back since. And currently, we've reached over 15,000 youth and young adults in Detroit, and we just purchased a 15,000-square-foot building due to the demand of the Cave of Adullam, which is the Transformational Training Academy, where I use martial arts to help young boys 
navigate through their emotions uh, instead of succumbing to them. When did you get into martial arts? And was that a way of channeling oh, like yeah. anger? Yeah, so it was interesting when my good friend, she uh, was shot and killed uh, when I was in the eighth grade. And we didn't have grief counselors or anyone come to our school. And I didn't know how to process what I was feeling. So I gravitated toward ninjutsu at the time. I was 12 years old. But then I quickly realized if I only process my anger by hitting things, mm. whenever that anger arises, I start hitting things and hitting people. And so from that day on, because I didn't have my father around, he was in the same city but wasn't in my life, I saw the sensei as a father figure, and I longed to have that affirmation and teach me how to be a man. And uh, it helped me with some processing, some of the training, uh, combat communication, which I talk about in Battle Cry, uh, and fighting if we're getting ready to fight, I'm downloading all of your moves, your angle. If you move on my jab or my kick, I'm seeing how your defense is. Mm -hmm. I use that in communication with my wife. I try to read the room. How is she feeling today? Is this a good time for me to share with her how all of my emotions, or would it overload her? Mm. And so instead of uh, sometimes when you become emotionally free, when you break free from emotional incarceration, we can come home and unload too much on someone who already had a heavy day. And so I've learned to use combat communication to read, <clears throat> excuse me, read my wife, read my son. You know, he's quiet today. What's going on with you instead of yelling at him? Now, I want to ask you about for women who are dealing with a man who may be experiencing trauma mm -hmm. or doesn't identify ways that he can improve his own communication. What advice do you have for women that have to deal with that? Hmm. My wife, uh, a lot of people ask her that because it was all new for us, you know. And so the first thing I would say is that we as men, we not only have to unlearn what we've been conditioned to believe a man is, but also our women. And hmm. we have to give our wives and our women the grace and the space needed to do so because you've been also programmed to see a man a certain way. My wife had never seen a man cry until me. You know, and so that's number one is to unlearn what you've been taught to believe. Number two, never impassively dismiss your husband or your significant other's emotion. When he come to you, he's trying to open up. He's trying to become comprehensive and whole. The worst thing a woman could do is shut him down or I'm busy. Can I come back to that? Mm -hmm. when, when you see that door opening, like, OK, cool. He's he's allowing me access to that heart. And then lastly is to listen without expectation. That's what she would say. She says, listen to your husband's or your significant other's heart like it's your girlfriend. Mm. Uh, be slow to speak, quick to listen. But I said you also need to know how to allow your wife to help you through that process. Can you break down uh, what is what is emotional incarceration? Hmm. It is a self-imposed uh, imprisonment, a mental prison that a man confines his non-masculine emotions and his true heart from the world to keep him from hurting others and even himself. And what's interesting about emotional incarceration, and we all as men, we can admit this, there is no door keeping us locked in. We choose to stay in there. Mm -hmm. And because we have to face or acknowledge feelings or traumas or emotional pain that we don't feel comfortable with, we choose to stay in there. And a lot of good men are tired of being bad guys. Even myself, man, I, I would suppress all of my emotions, you know, and because that's what I was taught. And because of that, I didn't even... They not only know how to love my wife and my children, bro, I didn't know how to love myself. Mm. And that self-hate caused me not to really be available for my wife. And as I shared at the uh, Mental Wealth Expo, she had five miscarriages. Mm. And I was checked out. I didn't know how to express the hurt or anything. To this day, it bothers me. I, we should say we had five miscarriages. No, I say she had. Mm -hmm. And I should have been there, but I was emotionally checked out. But now 
it's, it's, it's truly a blessing to be able to drop my guard with the woman who really holds my heart with care. All right, we got more with Jason Wilson. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still talking with Jason Wilson. Charlemagne? The things you say in regards to your wife are so relatable. And it's the same reason I got my, myself together, too, because, you know, I didn't want to be like my pops. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I saw the pain mm-hmm. my pops caused my mom. You know what I mean? And I saw how, you know, them getting divorced affected the family. So why are so many men just comfortable with saying, you know what, yeah, I'm married, but I'm going to still cheat. I'm going to still have a whole mm-hmm. other family out here, another girl. Like, why is that okay you think to something? It's, it's a feckless attempt for affirmation. And so, you know, again, we taught, you know, masculinity as well. Being a man is having multiple yeah, women. women. Yeah. My wife, my father told me, I was going to him proud, saying, hey, Dad, I'm, I'm about to engage to Nicole. He said, why in the hell you want to do that? <laughs> when I confronted my dad about cheating on my mom, my dad said, oh, you only got one girlfriend? He said, one day you're going to understand. Uh, hey, and I, I told my dad, I told him, I said, I don't want to end up like you. You're broke. You're still having to cut hair, dad, in your 60s because you've had three marriages that failed because you didn't have any sexual self-control. Damn. But when we, when I allowed, my father developed Parkinson's, I finally was able to get a relationship with him because he couldn't go anywhere. So when we finally sat and talked, he shared with me the pain of growing up and feeling l- lacking in so many areas. He was called to preach. He told God, there's no way on earth I'm going to do that because he came up in the 60s when the cops cracked down on the pimps in Detroit. Many of them became pastors. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he said, the last thing I'm going to do is be one of these guys. But because of that, he never really knew how to express what he was going through and what he felt. And that's why sharing battle cry too is where we are now as men, we got to go back and reach and help our fathers learn how to process what they're dealing with. Mm. So you got to think my grandfather, not my great-grandfather, great-great-grandfather, my grandfather was lynched, beaten and lynched. And then after his lynching, my mother's family was terrorized by the police to ensure that none of them would ever feel like they're equal to white people in Fort Pierce, Florida. I saw that trauma transfer throughout generation throughout generation. And until I allowed my dad that freedom to be human, I didn't hear him say he loved me until 37 years of age. I told my dad, and it didn't make sense to me at the time, He's laying in his bed, and the Holy Spirit told me, he says, tell your father, thank him for being a great dad. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. But what my father needed was affirmation. So I linked over to him while he was laying in his bed, and I said, uh, I said, Dad, I said, uh, thank you for being a, a great dad. So I, I was walking out, and I heard him like getting heavy in his breath, and I turned around, and I saw the strongest man in my life crying. He finally had a release. And uh, this, this is a this tough one. So I went back over to him, I held his hand, and I kissed him on his forehead, and he wouldn't let me go. And he says, son, he says, uh, I love you. And it, that there, it removed so many shackles off of me, and it freed me to really live from my heart instead of my fears, instead of trying to live up to this limited definition of what a man is. Now I can be a comprehensive man, which is a man who is courageous but also compassionate strong but sensitive, a man who can boldly but freely live from his heart instead of his fears. How important is it for men to give other men positive affirmations? Because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I thought about this after the, the Mental Wealth Expo because a lot of stuff came up for me when we was mm-hmm. on the panel having a conversation. That's why I, that's why the tears came. Because mm-hmm. it's like, yes, just listening to you tell me, oh, I'm proud of you, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. I'm like, 
damn, yo, mm. I, I didn't I didn't get that mm. the, the way I wanted to growing mm. up from my father. So even just hearing it from another black man mm -hmm. that you respect is like, whoa, yes. it gets you emotional. And whether we realize it or not, we do that all the time. That's why we go get the cars, exactly. sleep with a bunch exactly. of different women, exactly. want to wear flag because we want other men to give us affirmation. Yeah, it's, it, like I said, it's a feckless attempt for affirmation, even with women. You know, it's like we call you trophy wives and all this other foolishness. You were created, you're not meant to be objects. You know what I'm saying? But it's we, when we objectify women, that, that a lot, when I saw that evil, Mm -hmm. That's what allowed me to break free from pornography. Because again, to, to have this right in front of you where you feel you can have control over the most beautiful woman in the world, I didn't know how to really give a woman my heart. Mm. But when I allowed myself mm. to be free, I started cherishing women for who they are, even their superior qualities, not their equal qualities, because my wife runs our nonprofit. If it wasn't for her, I look at the stuff we do now, <laughs> That's because I allowed my wife to operate in the fullness of who she is. That's right. I don't need you to be just at home with my children. God has created you to lead this, this organization, this ministry, and then eventually I hope she gets her own health center. Right. The goal for us to even be healed, brother, and I was sharing this at the expo, for us to heal as black men, I want us to heal so we can finally decrease what's going on inside of us so that our sisters can finally unload the weight and emotional pain that they've been enduring for decades. Now, as far as affirmation, it's so important, especially with our boys. You know, I remember I had one kid uh, when I piloted the Cave of Adullam. The principal introduced me to this young man by all negative descriptions. I took that young man and uh, for 24 weeks affirmed him, poured into him, taught him how to meditate, release the anger, the frustration, and well, actually the hurt of not having a father there. He smoked about two blunts a week. This was an eighth grader. His wow. grade point average was 0.8. Within 24 weeks, his whole life changed and he graduated because I affirmed him in who he was, even the young man he didn't see. They saw the prankster. I saw someone who could negotiate, who's wise, who's clever. Mm. They saw someone anger. I saw a young man who would fight against injustice, who would defend kids who were bullied. That's the, what affirmation does. I thank you for who you are. And I meant everything that I said, man, I'm proud of you. And that's why I affirmed you. And we need to affirm each other that way. And then more so, as I told our brother Van Lathan, uh, when I was on his podcast, mm -hmm. we're so quick to just deflect it or just hear, no, you the man too, I love what you're doing. Like, no, I want you to hold that brother because you're doing some great things and I want you to really embrace who you are as a man. Mm -hmm. And that's all I ever wanted, man. And that's why I'm thankful I finally allowed my wife access to hear because what causes men to really drift away, you want to feel important. You want to feel loved. But it's, if you don't work as hard as you do in the community, in your home, how do you expect those in your home to give you the accolades that you desire when you're working twice as hard for those who don't even live with you? That's right. You said something so powerful yesterday at the Mental Wealth Expo when Max Maxwell asked you, um, what's the definition of a man? How do you define a, a, a man? Yeah. And I said, no, you can't define him. <sighs> Once you allow yourself to be defined, you can't be anything and everything you have to be at any given moment. That's the goal of a man. That's comprehensive manhood. I want to be able to morph between transforming to everything that I need to be for to accomplish my mission here on earth, for my family, for you, for my sister, for my brother, my brother. And that's the goal. Once you allow yourself to be defined, You've just cut off your potential. And so I tell people, 
to live. I was telling the men, live from what we long for instead of what we lack. We tend to blame our fathers for not being there, what we didn't have. And now we bring that stuff to the present. We allow our trauma to time travel. Live in the present so you can fully be there. And, and that's the key, man. If you only feel as a man that you're only a protector and provider, how are you going to be there for your family? How can you have a relationship with your wife and you're only, you can only manifest two attributes? Damn. You're extremely limited. Uh, a friend of mine compared it to that crayon boxes, the ones of eight and the ones of 64. As men, we take out three crayons out the one of eight, and we say we're going to stay in that, that area because it feels comfortable. It's safe. But the Most High created us to exude all 64 and even more. Now don't move. We got more with J.C. Wilson. When we come back, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. I'm sitting here looking at Keisha like, do you love me? Do you love me not? Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still talking with Jason Wilson. Yee. You also have a documentary that you've been working on, yeah, right? Yeah. Can you tell us something about that? Yeah, that's really uh, exciting. I signed with Lawrence Fishburne's film company, Cinema Gypsy, to do a documentary film on my work with Boys in the Cave of Adullam. Uh, we submitted it to Sundance, and so we're waiting to hear back from them, but it's supposed to release next year. And we're really excited. You get to see them follow four of my boys and you see the effects of intergenerational trauma, but then you see it broken. And it's so powerful, it's beautiful. How, how do black and brown people learn to stop wearing trauma as if it's a badge of honor? Hmm. Uh, acknowledge that uh, there's nothing good about it. There's nothing honorable about getting shot. There's nothing honorable about uh, hating each other, mean mugging, not being able to say, how you doing, my brother? How you doing, my sister? There's nothing honorable about, uh, I guess, just the pain that we've been through. I mean, we look at it as like, you know, especially I love hip hop. I came up in the culture. We brag about getting shot. We don't brag about living in a good neighborhood. We brag about being in the roughest neighborhoods. Mm. And so until we recognize that this isn't how it's supposed to be, yes, trauma will happen to all of us. But it's not the black experience. As we always say, you know, uh, just as trauma can be passed down through our generation, so can healing. But we first have to renew our minds. We have to allow for me. It took for me to ask the most how to break me, break away my stubborn will, the, the evil in my heart. I didn't want to be his light to the world to help those who are in darkness see. And so until I allowed him to break me, I, I wasn't able to see that all that I've been through the stuff that even for my benefit today wasn't meant for me to stay there. So when traumatizing things happen, we have to let go and keep moving forward. But a lot of us, we stay there because we fear moving forward because of something else traumatizing may happen. Mm. And so as a, as a black people, we got to start living from what we desire in here, the good that's in here. We love each other, man. We, right. we do. We just have to learn how to express it. And there's nothing weak or docile about telling you I love you, telling you I love you and who you are, I'm proud of you. I need help. I'm hurting. Just because something is wrong with me doesn't mean something is wrong with you. Mm. So when we get to that place where we understand, okay, we can break through what we've been through, that's when you'll see us rise together. My, my final question, you know, as your profile raises, how does your wife feel about all these women calling you zaddy? I didn't know they called me that. <laughs> I, didn't know, I didn't know they called me that. You be seeing them on Instagram. Oh, uh, uh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, um, my wife and I have a very, like, 
transparent relationship. If okay. she feels something isn't right, she'll say it, you know. Yeah. But this is a funny story. Uh, one day I met Halle Berry, mm-hmm. all right? And um, <laughs> I took a video for my daughter because my daughter, you know, was into modeling at the time. And so I called Nicole. I say I met Halle Berry. She's like, really? Where was she at? And I told her at this conference. So we get off the phone, and uh, her friend was like, oh, so your husband is with Halle Berry? <laughs> and she was like, yeah. And she kept looking at my wife, so my wife called back, <laughs> and she says, are you okay? Because, <laughs> you know, Halle Berry is, was, like, attractive. Like, she yeah. was our generation's Lena Horne. Yeah. But my wife was like, mm-hmm. are you okay? Because I know she's beautiful, and mm-hmm. I know, you know, <laughs> you, you together, you good? I'm like... Yeah, I'm good. And we both laughed about it. But the beautiful thing, when I got home and I looked at my wife, I said, dang, you look better than her. Hey, you see what I'm saying? Hey, and, and, so, and so when she knows, my wife, she affirms me, man, and I fight it. I'm still growing, bro. I don't, like, dang, how do you, what you, she had touched my face all gentle. I'm like, what are you doing inside? That's why I'm cringing because I'm thinking when my father told me I wasn't nothing. Mm-hmm. And to have a woman caress my face and to tell me I'm beautiful and she loves me. And as a man, you look in your mirror, you see your flaws, you ain't big enough, you ain't buff enough, you ain't smart enough. What can any of these women give me, man? What's a night of sex? I'm gonna I'm a give away everything that I got just to have a moment with a woman? That's not peace to me, that's chaos. I ain't got time to have three cell phones. I don't I don't have the energy for that. We, we chasing a sense of worthiness that we can't get from another woman like that's that's feeding your ego being with your wife that's feeding your soul yeah it's 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 she's a part of me man and so you know yeah they're flirt you can see them they look at you but i don't have an available look you know a lot of brothers who struggle with infidelity y'all look available (laughs) you look like they can holler at you i i I consciously make sure i don't look available I don't. What does that look like? You know, um, I, pra- I practice with my sister. You know, we talking. I'm like, you know, you, you know what I'm talking about. Let me see. Well, he's got his ring on, so that's already. Okay, so I do this. Okay, I take my ring off, but I'm not. I'm talking to you, but it's respectfully. Oh, how you doing? I shake your hand. That's I'm right. Not, I'm not doing this. Oh, how you doing? You? I'm not doing all that. I'm like, how you doing? No, it's a pleasure to meet you. I'm proud of you. Well, thank you, know, you. I'm yeah. proud of you too. What are you yeah. doing later? No, I'm kidding. Oh, I, I said I'm calling my wife. I'm telling that's, you right now, taking that ring off and then having the conversation does not make you less available. <laughs> that's true. But no, but but the but the look is the spirit, it's the vibe. Absolutely. And that's why I tell my brothers, one of my my friends stand back in the day. He said, man, these women be on me, man. I'm trying to be faithful. I said, you look like you want them to. Right. And he started laughing, yeah, and we were, we, we was in the gym. And I said, look at you. He was like. I get it, dog. You, you come know. in here every day with gray sweatpants on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, and, and, and that's my, my thing. I just, you know, um, I, I love our women. I do. And they need a man who doesn't want to get between their legs just to talk to them and affirm them. That's right. To hear from just a man who just wants to affirm you for who you are. Not because I'm tr- you beautiful. I'm trying to holler at you. Man, it, these right. women would just... You know, I just, you know, that's why I say, man, when we can get healed, keep doing those expos, man. I mean, just we got to continue to do what we do. But when we can get healed, we got to sit down and open the space for our sisters to heal. Mm-hmm. And that's when you're going to start seeing transformation. When we both can truly find that and get that healing we desire and our families become whole 
then our communities can change. And then you got the world. Jason. Yeah, I'm so extra grateful for like the men in my life who do affirm me and have mm. positive things to say to me. And it's not for any reason other than they really feel that way. And I don't feel anything crazy from them. I know their families. I know their wives are significant others. And it's completely comfortable. And I'm so appreciative all the time of people that are like, yo, Angela, you really doing your thing. I'm so proud of you. I'm going to come support. Like, it means a lot to me. Yes, and that's that's awesome. And, you know. Because sometimes people feel like men and women can't have these relationships where there's nothing going on. And if you could take a picture with somebody and they go, yeah, he's trying to holler. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. dude, come on. Just because he's a, a man doesn't mm -hmm. mean that that's what it is just mm -hmm. because somebody can affirm you. But people sometimes are scared to even do that. Yeah, but it, the more men who, 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 who model it, mm -hmm. the more men feel comfortable and say, okay, this is what a man is, you know? And, and that's what our women need, you know, even at, our, at the union, just to affirm and love them. I got you. Don't worry about mm -hmm. that. I ain't trying to holler at you. They need brothers. They need men in their lives that they feel that they got their back, you know, and they ain't always wanting something, you know? And so I uh, I went, I did a, uh, what is it called? Virtual reality. Mm -hmm. I was at this mm -hmm. conference and they, they put, put me in a headset where I saw through the eyes of a woman at work. Mm -hmm. And it showed how many like advances men were making to this woman throughout the day. And from the handshake to just having conversation, I'm like, damn it, can you just just respect me as a woman, affirm me just as a woman instead of you just trying to get between my legs, you know? And so I'm glad you have men like that. I try to make myself available for the women in my life the same way, you know? And, and it's so needed as men that, again, as long as we're seeking affirmation in the wrong places, and that's what I did for the longest, we'll never truly respect our women for the queens, the, the jewels, the gifts that they truly are. That's real. To, to Yee's point, that's, I mean, that's why I'd be so happy. I, you know, I got so many women that call me their brother or their mm -hmm. mm -hmm. uncle because I really wear that as a badge of honor. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, yes. I, want, I want to be there for them yes. in that way, and I'm glad they see me in that way. Yeah, they need it, and we need women. Like when my 100%. mother, when my, when my mother passed, man, I needed a nurturer. I needed to allow older women and my wife access to my heart in that way, you know? And so, and I don't need women, sisters trying to holler at me. I need a sister sometimes. I have women who pray for me, man. They ain't trying to holler Word. at me. They Ooh. praying for me. And they say, we know what you're doing. We got you. I'm like, man, I feel invigorated. You know, I'm ready to go. And, and, and my wife doesn't mind it, man. And so, you know, again, it's, it's, we, our minds need to be renewed so that we can truly live from the good in our hearts. His name is Jason Wilson. Give me your Twitters and Instagrams and all that good stuff, bro. Uh, my handle throughout all social media is Mr. Jason O. Wilson. That's M-R-J-A-S-O-N, the letter O-W-I-L-S-O-N. And I want to thank you for doing the Mental Wealth Expo yesterday. I couldn't even have done an event like that and, and, and not have you there because you're such a leader in this space, man. And you inspire me and you make me want to be a better man. Every time I hear you speak, every time mm -hmm. I read your books, seeing mm -hmm. you on Instagram, everything. So I just... I thank God for your existence, mm. brother. Thank you. Uh, feeling is mutual. Thank you. And uh, it was really powerful yesterday. And I look forward to being at the next one, brother. Yes, sir. Uh, thank you. Pleasure thank meeting you, you nice finally. Meeting. Jason yeah, Wilson, yeah. it's The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. For nearly 60 years of quality coverage, make the right call and go with The General. Call 800-GENERAL or go to thegeneral.com to get a hassle-free quote today. The General Auto Insurance Services, Inc., an insurance agency, Nashville, Tennessee. Some restrictions apply. Make sure you tell them to watch out for Florida, man. Florida, man. 
The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. Yes, you are a donkey. A Florida man attacked an ATM for a very strange reason. It gave him too much money. Florida man is arrested after deputies say he rigged the door to his home in an attempt to electrocute his pregnant wife. Police arrested an Orlando man for attacking a flamingo. The Breakfast Club, bitches. Donkey of the day with Charlemagne the God. I don't know why y'all keep letting him get y'all like this. Well, Donkey of the day goes to a 23-year-old Florida woman named Alexis Talley. Now, what does your Uncle Charlotte always say about the great state of Florida? Say it with me. The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. It is what it is. Okay, I love Florida, but one of my favorite things to do when I'm in Florida is turn on the local news. High levels of entertainment, people. Okay, I can't believe it's free. I was in Miami last weekend just watching the local news and laughing and shaking my head. Very hard to avoid the crazy that exists in Florida. You know every day of our lives we wake up and we attempt to avoid crazy. It's hard to avoid crazy in Florida. It's like a full-time job to avoid crazy in Florida because in Florida, you don't have to find crazy. Crazy will find you. And that's exactly what happened in this situation involving the sister Alexis Talley. Now, Alexis Talley was arrested for domestic battery after putting hands on her girlfriend. Now, the other day I told y'all on this radio uh, how I had a dream. No, let me rephrase. I had a nightmare that I was uh, cheating on my wife. And in the nightmare... I felt the guilt, so I stopped. And then when I woke up the next morning, my wife said to me that she had a dream that I cheated on her and she woke up wanting to F me up. When you got a soul tie with a person, y'all are really connected, synced up like your smartphone with a Bluetooth. That's me and my wife. Well, my wife said she felt like she wanted to F me up because of her dream. Alexis Talley actually f her girlfriend up because of the dream. Okay, because of the dream her girlfriend was having. Oh, how I wish there was a news report for this one, but allow me to read you the details off the smoking gun. Police responded to calls from a neighbor who said they could hear a fight taking place. When authorities arrived at the scene, the 21-year-old victim said she was awoken after Alexis Talley claimed to hear her sleep talking about an ex. I'm not making this up. Okay, if you're thinking what the F, please think what the Florida. Alexis Talley started beating on her girlfriend in her sleep because she thought she heard her girlfriend Mm -mm -mm. sleep talking about an ex. According to the arrest report, Alexis started punching the victim in the face after waking her and cops noted that she had visible swelling to the right side of her face. Now, when they say Alexis woke her up, was it with the punch or before? Now, I'm going to shoot Alexis a little bell. That's slang, by the way. I'm not giving her no money towards her bell. I'm just talking about a hypothetical about, about the situation. I'm almost positive that if I mentioned another woman that I was involved with while I was in a deep slumber, I, too, would get punched in the face. What about you, Envy? I concur. Mm-hmm. Not justifying what Alexis did, just saying that uh, as Florida as this sounds, this might garner the same reaction in any state. I mean, my wife woke up wanting to F me up because of a dream she had that I was doing something. Imagine if she would have woke up to me calling out the name of some other woman I dealt with. My oh, God. Geez. This is why hot grits used to get thrown on brothers in the 60s and 70s. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, your granddaddy got a scar right now on his back from that hot grits because he too was saying somebody else's name <laughs> in, in his sleep. Okay, Muhammad Ali once said, if you even dream of beating me, you'd better wake up and apologize. Same rules apply with your significant other. Okay, just change beating to cheating. If you even dream of cheating on your girl, you better wake up and apologize. Now, Alexis was arrested for domestic battery and has maintained that their argument was only verbal, verbal rather than physical. She told the officers... <laughs> 
She told the officers that the mark on her girlfriend's face was from a previous fight. <laughs> <laughs> That's not funny. That's not funny. It's not funny, but it's Florida. It's Florida. Okay. She told the police not the fight that was reported to the police. That was last week. It was from another fight. <laughs> Basically, Mr. Officer, that mark on her face wasn't from when I beat her this time. That was from the last time we fought. <sighs> oh, boy. Don't have anything else here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Please give Alexis Tally the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. Oh, now you are the donkey of the day. You are the donkey of the day. Yee how would you react if you heard your man um saying the name of an ex in his sleep? Um, I don't know. That's a tough one. I don't know what I would do. We'd have a conversation. It might not go well. We might not talk for a couple of weeks. Mm. You don't think it would resort to violence, though? You're not no, a violent I'm person. I'm not a violent person. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. I don't believe in putting my hands on people. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think we should play a game. You think we should play a game? I'm curious. Really? To know what race this is. Really? Yes. Oh. Okay. Yes. What was the name? What was the name of the ex? I need to know. They that. didn't say the name of the ex. They didn't say the name of the ex. All right. Well. Okay. Since Envy wants to play, I guess it's time for a game of guess what race it is. All so, right. What's the clues? Now, Alexis Tally. Alexis from Florida. Florida. She was asleep. They both were asleep with her girlfriend, and her girlfriend was sleep talking and said the name of her ex. So Alexis swung on her. Guess what race she is. Where you gonna start? Yee, go. Latina. <laughs> Damn it, man. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, Angelique said Latina. Why you say Latina, uh, Angelique? I don't know. I just felt like it. Okay, okay. Uh, DJ Envy, Alexis yes. Tally from Florida. Okay, uh, she was with her girlfriend. Her girlfriend was talking in her sleep, and her girlfriend said her ex's name allegedly. So Alexis got up and swung on her. Guess what race she is? All right, the, the name Alexis makes me feel black, but I'm going Puerto Rican. How dare you? I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't know what Alexis Tally is. I'm looking Why at her. Why would you play this game? How <laughs> we play the game? You don't know what she looked like. Envy has to play. I, I don't know. Let me see. Let me see that face. Let me see. <laughs> I'm just always down for the game. It's just a good guessing game. She might be Puerto Rican. She might be. But then she might be black. She might be. She mixed. She might be half and half. What does what, what, what what look like she? to you, Daniel? What is Alexis Tally? She look black to me. No, she look Puerto Rican. What does she look she like? Do, I, yeah, she do. Uh, Definitely not, Puerto Rican. I'm not, Sometimes you can't look at a person and tell. You're right. You can't look at a person and tell. You definitely can't. Well, okay. right. This is a pointless game. Yeah, pointless game. All right. Yeah, this made no sense. It's been no. anticlimactic. And they wanted to play. I thought you knew the answer. Well, we'll find out on social media later. I'm sure. I'm sure somebody <laughs> let us know. <laughs> All right. Keep it locked. We have more coming up next. It's The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Come on. Need relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice? Call up now for Ask Ye. Keep the bread. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Ye. Hello, who's this? Um, I'm saying anonymous. All right, what's your okay, question for you, anonymous? Yes, we can. All right. <laughs> so I have a dilemma. Um, when my boyfriend and I first started dating, we were gonna, you know, do it in the car, and he pulled his pants down. Ooh. There was a foul odor. Um, <laughs> he didn't. He didn't fart. He just like 
had took a dump and like didn't wipe his butt. Uh, hey. So now we like live together, and um, whenever we're gonna, gonna do it, I always, you know, I'm hesitant because he doesn't wipe his butt. So he's <laughs> about older, and you know, he always has dookie stains in his boxers. Ah, uh, so, the skid marks—that's what they call them. Yes, good mark. So how do you tell your man, like, babe, can you please wipe your ass? Is he a grown man or a baby wearing a diaper? That is disgusting. First of all... <laughs> don't judge need, that man, I'm going to tell you... Oh, is this Envy we're talking about here? You mean is this Gib? <laughs> don't judge that man. No, no, no. <laughs> all right, so first of all, do y'all have wet wipes in the bathrooms in the house? I think I need to keep them there, but that doesn't mean he'll use them. <laughs> you got to help him out, man, because first of all, there's no way he don't smell the doo-doo coming out his butt. When he pulls his pants down, number one. Number two, you might have to tell him, you got to get up in there when you wipe yourself and wipe yourself good. And you might have to buy him some wet wipes to carry with him when he goes places and tell him to use those when he uses the bathroom. Because this is not something that you can dance around. You have to be direct about this hygiene. She's right. But I'm not his mama, though. Embarrass him one time. You're going to have, you have like, to tell him. Because you know what? If you don't say something, you're going to just end up having to smell doo-doo every time you have sex. Yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> so just Ooh. just tell him, be like, babe, look at your underwear. Or, do you see this? You're not wiping yourself well. Are you getting up in the hole? So you have doo-doo stains on your sheets too, huh? No, no, I would never. You would have never. to. If it's in his underwear, it's in the sheets. But Why? you gotta you gotta point it out because if you don't say anything, then I don't are you just having sex and enduring the smell? Oh girl, I don't go down there. Like I won't go down on him a lot because of that, like I'm always afraid. Like I don't want to get you <laughs> in my mouth. Why right. is it so hard to tell a man his ass thing? I don't know, but you could get. Um, can't you get E. coli or something? I mean, if you're in the I ass. Think so I can't wait it's till he ego. asks you to eat his ass. <laughs> I don't want to. Oh hell no! I, I don't want to hurt his ego. That's it. Well, I girl, I don't want serious. you to get some type of disease either, a bacteria infection. <laughs> <laughs> but <true. laughs> this is this is for his own good. First of all, if you're doing laundry sometimes, you don't want to have to touch that and clean that, right? Right. And this is for his own benefit. This is to help him out in his life. You got to show him, look, baby, these are wet wipes. Now, me and you are having this conversation. <laughs> don't be embarrassed because we could talk about anything. And trust me, if you're having sex with this man, unprotected, you should be able to tell him his ass stinks and he's not wiping himself. Goodness gracious. If you can That's do that and you can lay up with him and do all of that, then you should be able to communicate with him and tell him, babe, you need to clean your butt. It's going to be so funny when you tell him his butt stinks and he was like, man, I was thinking the same thing about your poom poom. <laughs> and guess what And guess what she would do? Wipe her poom poom with a wet wipe. You ate crap. You, you ate said crap. you ate crap. Who ate crap? You the one eating crap. Don't you dare say I ate crap. Thank you, mama. And, and just tell, listen, this is a time when, it, when you got to be direct and be like, look, you know, I don't know if you're just not wiping yourself right, but there's these stains in your underwear and sometimes I could smell it. So I just want to say you got to wipe yourself better. Here's some wet wipes every time you go to the bathroom. And you shouldn't even have sex with him till after he showers. But if he's not cleaning his right. butt in the shower either and then getting How out. Say butt like that? <laughs> I don't know what I'm clean supposed to say on the radio. Just say his butt. Just cleaning his butt. I will say I've been with my wife 21 years. And I do remember a time about 14, 15 <laughs> years ago uh -oh. where uh, she, she went down and she was like, hey, man, you need to go take a shower or something. Cause, <laughs> hey, man. You know. And you appreciated it. Yeah. I went there. I, 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 maybe I didn't wipe properly. I don't know what it was, but she told me. It didn't hurt my nasty. feelings. I just went and took a shower. Is this a common issue between men? Like, I, I don't understand. 
I don't think it was a common it's issue. It's happened to me before, once or twice, three times, four times, five times. It happened to me before. <laughs> yeah. So, but look, so that's why okay. you got to point it out. One day y'all will laugh about it, and hopefully that day that y'all are laughing, his butt will be clean. But Jesus you got to embarrass him. Pick up the underwear and be like, what's this? And then let him see the doodle stains, and he'll get embarrassed, and he'll never do it again. I like that. You know what I mean? That's perfect. And check yeah, your sheets, because I bet you you got doodle stains on your sheets. Yeah. I bet you. Uh, Envy knows. Trust me. Shut up. <laughs> Tap to me once or twice. Put those skin marks in his face. <laughs> See? You go too far. <laughs> Thank you, mama. How do you like it? Thank you. <laughs> that's actually some, that's, that's some young boy stuff, though. Because, you know, like that's, that's one of the reasons after I do a number two, I do go take a shower. Except if you're at work. Yeah, if I'm at work, but then I'm not like I'm going home and like me and my wife gonna get right to it. I don't want to go home yeah, smelling yeah. like you the should day. never poo and then have sex right after. If Hell you, no. If you can take a shower. I don't, we don't want your muddy butt up here either. You better wipe better, bro. All right. Ask ye eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. If you need relationship advice, hit ye now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Ye. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, can you uh, take us on Bluetooth for speaker, please? Yes, sir. Absolutely. What's your question for you, bro? Good morning, Breakfast Club. Uh, so, yeah, uh, my question is: so, just recently, I'm in a relationship with this uh, with this with this beautiful woman. She's currently going through a divorce right now, and. She was raped by her soon-to-be ex-husband, so I, I was very angry. She, did, I tried to get her to go to the cops. Um, she didn't want to do it, so I'm trying to figure out what should I do, how should I feel. Okay, so I understand. So you said she was raped by her soon-to-be ex-husband. You want her to go to the police to report this, and she's not willing to do that right now. And, you know, that's a, a difficult decision. Again, it is her decision, but what you can do is be as supportive as possible. I think uh, you should encourage her to talk to someone like a therapist or a sexual assault um, counselor. I know they have the National Sexual Assault Hotline. That number is 800-656-HOPE if she wants to speak to someone and that way she can have a record of it because the worst thing you want to do is not be able to bring this up later if she should change her mind. But I do think speaking to a counselor or a therapist will help her understand that it is in no way her fault because she might be having uh, some feelings. A lot of times when things happen, you think about what could I have done differently? Is this my fault? How could this have been prevented? Did I put myself in a bad situation? Am I going to ruin his life if they have kids together? Women think about all of those things and a therapist might help her to see things from a different point of view and understand that it was in no way at all her fault. And another thing you should encourage her to do is write everything down. That way she can remember every single detail in case there's an instance where she does decide that she wants to go to the police or report this, she'll have all of that information. But speaking to a counselor, speaking to a therapist that can help her see things, who's an expert from a different point of view, I think would be one of the most helpful things you can do because, again, you want to be there to support and comfort her. You want her to be able to trust you, but you don't want to make her feel ashamed or have any type of judgment on whatever her decision is. Gotcha. And I I, uh, I try to suggest some of those things to her, but I think that the problem arose where uh, she didn't want to be victimized or be a victim, and it was kind of hard for her to even grasp the concept of what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we had the conversation, it was kind of like she she was kind of in denial. So, right. Um, that's that's a problem that we were running into, but. And she's, she's a survivor. And she's a survivor. We like to say survivor. So not a victim, but she survived this. And we want her to continue to thrive and to actually deal with whatever she might be feeling with that. And that might be something that she needs to talk to somebody about. Again, if right now she's not ready to go to the police, 
I would encourage her to, to speak to someone and even you can call, right? Because then they might be able to give you the tools that you would need to be able to talk to your girlfriend to better be able to help her because it, that's a traumatic experience. You don't even know how this might affect her later, but you want her to be able to have whatever options available to her in case she needs those. Okay. Thank you so much. I love you guys. Uh, I love me all every morning, but thank you again so much. All right. Thank you. And we commend you and appreciate you for being such a support to your girlfriend at a time like this. Absolutely. Gotta be. Okay. Y'all have a good day. You too. Ask ye. Woo, that's yeah. tough. All right. We got more coming up next. We're The Breakfast Club. It's that time again. Ask Charlemagne and DJ Envy anything. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, rule. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask C and E if you need relationship advice or any type of advice, you can hit us right now. Hello, who's this? Hey, it's Kendra. Hey, Kendra, good morning. What's your question for C and E? Please, Kendra. I actually have a question for you, Envy. Yes, I ma'am. I'm here in North Carolina, and I'm wanting to get into flipping houses, but I don't know where to start. Okay, well, first of all, how's your credit? Is your credit good? Yeah. That's the most important thing, and then now you have to find uh, the property. Uh, there's a couple of websites that I use across the country. One is auction.com. Okay. And the other one is hubzoo.com. Now, those are two websites I have no affiliation with, so I don't get no pay for it or nothing. These are just the websites I actually use. Uh, those are the websites I use to find uh, properties that are usually being auctioned off that you can get at a, a great price, way under market value. And that's where you should look first, and you should uh, look at the comps in the area and see what those properties are worth. When you uh, look at those properties, you should take somebody with you to see how much those properties will cost to fix up. See what's wrong with the property, if it needs a new roof, if it needs electric, if it needs plumbing, if it needs flooring, if it needs siding, if it needs whatever it may be, and then make your um, your analysis from there. So if that property's 500 and needs $100,000 worth of work, that's 600000 but it's worth 800000 that's a good flip. Okay. I want to follow your partner on Facebook and Instagram, and I want to attend one of your seminars, but I'm working on that. That's my next goal. So yeah. seminars, that that would be a good one because during the seminar there's so many people there that like do finance and we uh, a lot of times we have the people from those sites actually come so auction.com tells you how to navigate through their site to buy the actual properties we have hard money lenders we have financial people there to tell you how you can get the loans and help you get those loans so it's a, it's a really good seminar you should definitely check it out if you have a chance Thank you. All right. And, and just continue to follow me and Caesar because we're going to do some courses online because we can't make it to all these cities. We just got so much going on where we can help people online. And we just want to see our own people just, you know, continue to purchase land and property. Yeah, I'm trying to build generational wealth. So. There you go. <laughs> all right, Mama. Thank you. Hello. Who's this? This is Couture Nail Design. Hey, Couture um, Nail Design. I have a question. I have a question for you, Envy. Yes. Why are you so insecure in your masculinity that you won't let ye play a meet, a ye mix when you're not there? Yet, so you and Good, great question. Great question, Queen. Um, I'm not insecure in my masculinity. Ye was allowed to do mixes a long time ago, but I believe they said she was trash, so they didn't want her to that do it. That never happened. You are such a liar. Um, but but that, that was a problem. The music that was out at the time, not the pre-program stuff you got going on. Well, I don't play the music during the, the show, man. But if if you know if if Ye's mix wasn't trash, they would have invited her to play it's not again. Trash. It is. I bump more to the Ye mix than I do to your mix. Ooh. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you should start a um an Instagram page and and try. I don't know, but that's what they told me. They told me that, they told me that her mix is trash. 
And they said you right. they said that because the mix was so trash, they didn't they didn't want her back. I'm sorry. You said you're gonna see her no, on Reddit. That was, you. <laughs> that was you. You were being shady. I'm not being shady, but you have a good morning yep. though. I love you. <laughs> Whatever. Send her healing energy. <laughs> I'll send you healing energy, mama. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Hey, this is um P. Oh boy, fake name. What's your question for C and E? I just had a question. Um, how do you deal with like trusting someone after like them cheating? You know, you have a baby together. Oh, that's not on you. That's on him. You know what I mean? The best apology is change behavior. Like he has to regain your trust. You know what I mean? Like that's not that's not something you gotta force yourself to do. Yeah, and it takes time. Don't 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 let him force you to be like, oh, you gotta you forgave me, so you gotta no no no. It takes time. Whenever you're comfortable, whenever you feel okay, that's when you feel okay. Like Charlemagne said, it ain't about telling me; it's about showing me. And are you open? Are you open to trusting him again? I am definitely open to trusting him again. It's just like the fact, like feeling like depressed and like feeling betrayed by someone. All good feelings, not good feelings, but all natural feelings to have. Absolutely. All you got to do is remain open to trusting him, and he has to regain your trust by changing his behavior, and that's just going to come over time. Just like you knew he was cheating, just like your sixth sense, that woman's sense, intuition knew he was cheating, you're going to know when he's doing right. And that, that makes sense. Thank you. And, and if you're still uncomfortable, every once in a while, do a phone check. Phone check, Nick. Give me a phone. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Nani. Hey, Nani. What's your question for C&E? So, I just found out my husband was uh, texting really like explicit texts to a co-worker. I'm a month pregnant and um, I've been going through a lot of like miscarriage scares. So, this whole time, I'm like, why would you think it's okay to, for you to be doing these things when we are going through like some hard at home, like we could lose the baby. And every time I bring it up to him, he kind of just like, just get over it, you know, let's move on. Um, I didn't do nothing with this messages. But like, you work with this girl, and I've asked you multiple times to like contact her in front of me and tell her, like, it's over, you know, like, I don't want to have something to do with you. But he won't do it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. I think it's very disrespectful the fact that you're pregnant and uh, he continues to text this girl. I know it has to be difficult for you because every day he goes to work, you have to think about your, your husband seeing this other woman that he's been texting explicitly. And it's not a matter of just get over it and it'll go away. No, it's not that. You put that, you keep that pressure on that man's neck. The fact that he has been doing it is very disrespectful. Uh, your husband is a boy. We've all had our boy opportunities and our boy aspects of our lives, but he has to grow up and understand he has responsibilities. He has a wife at home that's pregnant, and he should be taking care of home, making sure that, you know, that life that you're building, that you're completely stress-free. Yo, 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 queen, get a fire, queen. Queen, <laughs> get a fired queen. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure you got a creative mind. You can make something up and get a little message to the boss. You know what I'm saying? Get her fired. No, queen. I, but you know that's her livelihood. I can't. Yes, I have a good job. Oh, you care about her livelihood? Does she you care know, about your livelihood? She ain't she, thinking about job? you. She ain't thinking about your life, your livelihood, the life in your belly. Nothing. Get a fired queen. All right. Goodness gracious. Good uh, 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 let her know. I'm going to get you fired if you don't leave my man alone. Yeah, you might have to embarrass her. You might have to embarrass her. Straight up. Maybe, yeah. maybe an anonymous Facebook post. I know what's going on at the job. Y'all better leave my man alone before I start naming names. Or, or you could do it right now if you want. <laughs> 
Yeah. No, don't do it now. Think about it. <laughs> Think about it. Have a good one. What kind of advice is that? Don't forget a fight. All right, do it now. Don't do it now. No, don't do it now. Think about it. Think Pray on it. it. My goodness. All right. Well, that's as C and E. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. What up, y'all? It's DJ MV. For nearly 60 years of quality coverage, make the right call and go with the general. Call 800 General or go to thegeneral.com to get a hassle free quote today. The General Auto Insurance Services, Inc., an insurance agency, Nashville, Tennessee. Some restrictions apply. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. That's right. His name is Low Russell, not L.A. Russell. He's only been to L.A. five Come times. On, That's right. My, my man, Hovain, hit me, hit me back in July, and he sent me a, a, a video and he was, and he was like, he just sent it to me. I think you might say, check it out, but I didn't get a chance to check it out. And a couple of days later, he hit me and Hovain said, "You ain't watched that video." <laughs> so I watched the video and I was like, "Yo, who is this kid? This kid is incredible." Mm-hmm. And oh. here he is now, right? Oh, you man. know. Now for people, now where are you from? I'm from Vallejo, California. Bay from California, Area, man. E40's land. That's Come right. Oh man. All right. So, so, so LaRussell just here to spit some bars. If y'all haven't seen Hovain post them or me post them or everybody be posting them, you know we want to. Give him the opportunity to, to do his one-two we thing right spin? here. He going to rap? He going to rap. Come okay. On, he going to rap. All right. There's only millions of people listening right first? now. No pressure, though. Mm-hmm. No pressure. Hey. Breakfast Club, thank you for having me. Yeah. <laughs> Bay Area. Vallejo. Come on, man. We came out the NY12 deep for this. Yeah. African and a European whip. Like we ain't come here on no European ship. Your opinion, shut your European lips. Money and murder, that's that European. I know better, I just hold my tongue. Yelling out total while I'm on my run. Happily wave back as I hold my gun. Uh-huh. I seen a lot of n****s die, they all look like me. Know your rights get denied when you look like me. Yeah, we both in different sides, but you look like me. I come to man in the mirror, never look like me. Unfamiliar, quite peculiar, do you know yourself? Are you tending to your garden, do you grow yourself? Are you living in the past, do you hold yourself? Accountable for all that's bad, like you owe yourself. A new life, a new bitch, a new you. Some new goals, some new hoes, a new crew. You know them, you know us and them too. You know who everybody is, but who you? I ain't trying to preach cause I hate that shit. But I see dying and I hate that shit. Smiling all the time, I gotta fake that shit. I hate 20 shots, why I make that shit? Sharing all this pain for the income I could gain. Great granny was a slave, why would I ever cop a chain? Gave us band-aids like that could ever stop the pain. Used to hang for these songs that I sang. Used to die for these pictures that I post. Used to die trying to get a right to vote. Liberty and life, they say we got a right to both. But we ain't have rights since they drug us off that boat. Took us from our land, then took our land from us. Cost an arm and a leg, they really took our hand from us. Threw us in them cages, taxed all our wages. Taught us their religion, rewrote all the pages. Been this way for ages, threw us in the mazes. Made it off them cotton fields, now we on the stages. Rapping about ass cheeks, we rapping about chains. Rapping about Benzes, we rapping about pains. Rapping about oppression, we rapping about pain. I'm rapping about all that, I gotta share the blame. They rapping on a contract, they rapping for some fame. They rapping in a slave deal, we clapping while they hang. <laughs> Dance. 
Yeah. Do that little dance you be doing. <laughs> Bay Area. Vallejo. It's different. Get, yeah. my, get LaRussell some water. I, I, I Come want, on, man. I, I, I got to hear something else. I need another one. I Come need another. on, man. You got wow. some more? You got Come some more? On, you know I Come on, You got man. some more? You want to switch the beat? Oh, he got his own water. He got his own alkaline. Okay, let's get another beat for him then. He got, he got his own alkaline. Boy, spitting. What, what, what else we got? Who produced that, by the way, LaRussell? Produced by Skies, man. Okay. He from Vallejo, too? No, no, he's actually from overseas. Okay. Oh, yeah. wow, 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 wow. You got that, skies, you bought that beat online, then. You bought that beat online. Come on, man. You know what's up. Hovain, make sure that's clear. Yeah, make sure it's clear. Make sure you pay him his money. We clear and we splitting the pie up with him. Let's go. Hey. Here we go. We got another one? What's this? Who produced this one? This uh by Bandit Loose, man. Another right. savage. Let's go. My man, LaRussell. Let's hear it. Hey. Ooh, yeah. Come on. <laughs> Vallejo, California, Bay Area, Breakfast Club. Yeah. Hey. Look at what it come to. No escape. Who can I run to? Navigate life like I'm Sun Tzu. Was having fun with it. I ain't so separately. I come with it. Threw my life away like I was done with it. I've been in a slump, dog. Should've kept it real front of jump, dog. Crisscrossing me won't make you jump, dog. I just need some, preferably in a lump, dog. Ah. <laughs> Dreams of a V12. No deficiencies in my V12. My neck and back feel like Ezel. How could I be well? Belly even sleeping, I don't eat well. I can't even go into the details. I'm just on the grind, bro. I got bigger on my mind, ho. I rap about it when it's time, no. Ten years from now, don't wanna ask where the time go. You can have a mind full or you could be mindful. Ever rap better, go get her. Had to send the order back, needed more cheddar. These verses kept me out of them hearses. Steer me away from churches. Frivolous when I purchase. Love letters and cursive. Elegant when I shoot. Addicted to them trees. I never got to the root. Mm. I'ma take a break and let these reboot. Mm. Come on. <laughs> Rapping for a decade. Spitting when these had neck braids. Back when I was banking with them essays. God was lost trying to find somewhere to fit. Still had pride when I ain't had the newest kicks. Back when my mama used to rub me down with Vicks. G-Unit fit for all the family pics. People in them cages, how I'm supposed to say I'm free? Need a statue in a V, it won't be another me. I'm an alpha bet, could take you from A to Z. They gon' watch me peel off, I'm on it like A and D. They put in on the show, could save it for A and E. I didn't put more dope out than Dillers in 83. <laughs> Stop me, look at where it got me. Sliding with the stick, these be playing hockey. All this horse play gon' turn me into a jockey. Never could cook, I'm always burning the broccoli. Me, I'm wrong for putting my faith in song. Should've invested half in opportunity zone. Be on my back and I ain't even wearing blown. Three grams in a cone, I'm trying to get in my zone. Ready for the shake back. Buzzing like I drunk a whole eight pack. I've said things I can't take back. Watching everything I built start to crumble apart. Being broke give you the humblest start. Halfway through a breakdown. I done lost everything but faith now. Negative balance is on my PayPal. Accounts closing. I'm the only one that's being open. I get the picture you is posing. Independent tours, we looking at empty floors. Low ticket sales, but I keep booking more. Meetings with the board, they missing, told us to core. Really put in work, ain't make it off my lord. No bellhop, I'm the one that open doors. No, I'm finna make it, I can feel it in my core. When it rains, it pours on the poor even more. I know what I'm doing, bitch, don't ask me if I'm sure. Nipple 44, <laughs> bitch, don't ask me what it's for. 
Popping on legs can show you the heaven's door. Mic in my hand, I wield it like it's a sword. Pull up to the venue with my own boy. Why I listen more, can't get caught up in them chords. Planning new releases while I route my own tour. Mm. 2024, trying to explore. When you the motherfucking boss, ain't no such thing as bored. Don't make me reveal all this I do for real. Wasn't I took them and gave them skills. They won't admit once they get up in they fields. Don't try to lend a hand once I made it up the hill. Streams hit a mill without a distribution deal. You only do it on your own, my n let's be for real. My pops helped me out, but I started by myself. I put over 50k before I ever got some help. I ain't got no label, they can't put me on the shelf. I don't pay no law, they write about me by themselves. I can't build no home, but look at me building wealth. I can cry about my hand, I can play how it's dealt. I'm an animal, you can see my pelt. Heat of the moment, most you the melt. Mm. Made my career spitting everything I felt. Undisputed champ, GC on the belt. Mm. Made my career spitting everything I felt. Undisputed champ, GC on the belt. It is different. Vallejo, <laughs> <laughs> what's up? It's alkaline balls. Those alkaline balls right there. That's holistic hip hop. Okay, those are healing verses right there, La Russell. No industry plant. This is organic, growing it's on its own. Organic, man. <laughs> wow. Come on. La wow. Give wow. me your Twitters and Instagrams and all that, La Russell. Where they can find you? Follow me at La Russell, L A R U S S E L L on everything. I appreciate y'all, man. This young man is special. Yeah, he is special. It's La Russell. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Remember, it's La Russell, not L.A. Russell, not La Come Russell. On, man. Get it's it La right. Russell. <laughs> He's only been L.A. five times. He said it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Charlemagne, you got a positive note for the people? Hey, the positive note of the day is simply this: Life is ironic. It takes depression to know happiness. It takes stress to understand calm. It takes absence to value presence. Breakfast club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done?